0: Uh, luncheon on Tuesday. Uh, instead of a Wednesday night service, we'll have a Tuesday noon luncheon, and uh, then we'll have our Thanksgiving service following the lunch uh, up here in the auditorium. And I want to encourage you to mark your calendars, and if you can, be a part of that, and uh, hope that you'll come and be uh, enjoy that time together with us. Psalm 75, <clears throat> and I want to teach a lesson this afternoon. Yes, ma'am. yes amen 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 praise the lord for that and uh, all right psalm seventy five and uh we're going to be brief this afternoon of Had a little bit of trouble coughing today, so we won't be too long unless I get feeling better, then we'll be real long. So, depends on how it works out. Uh, But, uh, I want to teach four things that are the enemies of thankfulness. The four things that are enemies of thankfulness. We're looking forward to Thanksgiving this week, and certainly our thoughts, um, if not throughout the year, at least this time of year, will be directed towards thanking the Lord For his blessings to us. And there are four things that will cause us to not be as thankful as we should according to Scripture. And let's look in Psalm 75. The psalmist writes, Unto thee, O God, do we give thanks. Unto thee do we give thanks, for that thy name is near thy wondrous works. Declare. When we think of the Lord and who he is. And the works that he's done, the the benefits, the blessings to our lives, it ought be something that we declare. Uh, We spent a little bit of time this morning dealing with the subject, not only to have a spirit of gratitude, uh, but to then vocalize that gratitude, put some some declaration to it, putting some praise to it. And uh, I I shared with them, and I think uh, I shared that story this morning, of my roommate in college that said he had all the character in the world, but didn't use it. Uh, And uh, a number of years ago, uh, I had a guy that we were having a testimony time. He raised his hand, said, I have an unspoken praise. And I was like, that's kind of counterproductive. How do you have an unspoken praise? And yet I understood what he meant. He had something that was a sensitive nature he couldn't share with people, but it was something God had done and he wanted to give the Lord thanks for it. Uh, But the truth is, when it comes to praising God, we ought to to be uh, certainly vocal about it. The Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Uh, We need to be letting people know of the goodness of God. There are four things, I think, that the Bible teaches. And again, when I give you lists like these, and I think we all understand this by now, I don't I don't claim that these are exhaustive lists. So there certainly can be other things in Scripture that can be found. I'm certain of that. Uh, But these are things that will help us just uh, by way of application uh, and trying to get things um, in order in our lives uh, to try to help keep us from from falling into some of these traps. Let's start in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. 2 Corinthians chapter number 10. And let's look in verse number 12, 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse number 12. For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. One of the things that will cause us to not be as thankful as we should is to have a spirit of comparison. Uh, oftentimes, we try to compare the blessings of God on our life by how they measure up to how God's blessings are and what we perceive to be God's blessings in someone else's life. And we begin to compare ourselves. And it can go two ways. It can cause us uh, to feel inadequate, maybe if we see someone who we feel like God is blessing more than us. Um... It could go the other direction. Maybe we feel like we're more blessed than other people, and it could make us boastful or prideful about it. Um, it could cause us to have a spirit of feeling like we are, we are lacking, like God is not meeting our needs. He's met everybody else's but not ours. And um, you've got to keep in mind that when we compare ourselves with other people, all we see is a small portion of their lives. I'm amazed. Social media has been one of the most destructive things in Christianity, I think, in today's world in a number of ways. It's, it's allowed people to gossip and speak slanderous things uh, from the privacy of a screen and in their rooms, and they put it out there for all the world to see, and it's caused a lot of harm to the cause of Christ. But I think one of the other things that it has done is it has caused us to envy and be covetous of other people's lives because we see a, a, just a sliver Uh, people post things about how great this is in their life or how great that is in their life. And you don't see the negatives. Um, even sometimes in dealing with some of my own children and, and even some other uh, folks that they say, boy, you know, so-and-so over here, they, they've got everything just, it's great in their life. And I know that person and I know what's going on in their life. And I'm like, it may not be as good as you think it is. We got to be careful that we don't compare ourselves with others when it comes to the blessings of the Lord. We need to not put our eyes on what God has done for others and be envious or covetous of that as much as we need to look at what God has done for us and be grateful and thankful for that. Because God has given to us the things that he desires to give to us. And there are times that we can live in such a way that we hinder God's blessings and we miss out on some of those. That's not someone else's fault. That's ours. And so one of the enemies, one of the great enemies of thankfulness in our lives oftentimes is this idea of comparison, keeping up with the Joneses and having that mindset of God is blessing them more than he's blessing me, or maybe the opposite. Maybe God is blessing me more than them, and boy, I must be his favorite uh, and getting a proud or boastful attitude about it. And uh, so that can be a, a hindrance uh, to being as thankful as we should. Uh, secondly, let's turn to Psalm sixty two. Psalm 62. And uh, we'll go to verse number 5. Psalm 62. And verse number 5. The psalmist says this My soul, wait thou only upon God. So the psalmist is. Speaking to himself, if you will, he's addressing his own soul, and he tells him, he tells his soul, he says, "My soul, wait thou only upon my upon God, for my expectation is from Him." Um, the second enemy of thankfulness is a spirit of entitlement or expectation that somebody owes us something. Um, somebody said it best one time this way. They said the foundation of gratitude is an expectation of nothing. The foundation of gratitude is the expectation of nothing. Um, sometimes we may do something nice for someone. And then we get upset if they don't send us a letter of thankfulness or a card saying thank you for that. Can I tell you this? Why did we do it in the first place? Was it so we could expect some recognition on it. Now, I think we ought to be thankful and we ought to be grateful. We ought to respond to things like that. But on the side of the the giver, uh, oftentimes we have a selfish motive in giving, and that is the recognition of other people. Uh, Sometimes it's on the receiving end. We have an expectation that people owe us something, and it robs us of our joy. It really does. We begin to expect something, and then when it doesn't happen, we we get all bent out of shape about it, sometimes even bitter about it or upset about it, and it robs us of our thankfulness. May we, as the psalmist said, put our expectation in only what God has for us. If God gives it to me, I'm thankful for it. I have expectation of nothing. The truth is God doesn't owe us anything. He doesn't owe us anything. He's chosen to obligate himself to love us. And by the very nature of the fact that he's created us, there's a a nurturing desire in his heart to love us. And I understand that. But the truth of the matter is, we can't come to God and say, God, I want want what you owe me. Because the truth is, he doesn't owe us anything. And uh, oftentimes that spirit of expectation uh, will cause us to be ungrateful or unthankful. Number three is found in First Thessalonians, Chapter Five. First Thessalonians, Chapter Five. (coughs) Verse number eighteen. Paul writes this, In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Discontentment. Um, In fact, the Bible says this, Godliness with contentment is great gain. But a spirit of discontentment will rob us of our thankfulness. If we get to the place where we don't give thanks in everything... uh, we become unthankful about things. Here's what happens. Typically, uh, it is human nature, at least. Let's put it this way. I don't want to say typically. It's human nature for us to focus on the things that we wish God would do in our lives rather than being grateful for the things that he has done in our lives. And that is, that is a tendency of the old nature, the old flesh, for us to look at and say, well, I really wish God would do this, and he hasn't done it yet. I, um, I uh, was trying to help a, a fellow a while back that was asking me to pray for someone that they cared about and that God would change their life. And I said, I'll make it a matter of prayer. So for several weeks, about five or six weeks, uh, he and I prayed and prayed and prayed. Lord, you know, get a hold of this person's heart. And change them And after about five or six weeks This fellow came back to me And he said God hasn't answered our prayer And I said well you got to understand something Uh, God gives that person a free will Just like he gave you a free will He's not going to force them to change Just because you desire it And sometimes we get that mindset of the Lord That Lord I want what I want And if you don't give it to me Then you didn't answer my prayer Well maybe he did answer your prayer Maybe we need to just be content with what God does choose to give us. I'm reminded of George Mueller, who started a lot of orphanages, several orphanages over in uh, England, and uh, did a great work and, and had some miraculous things that happened strictly by prayer. He never petitioned people for money or the funds to be able to open these orphanages, and yet God miraculously supplied. And he had some rules that he established regarding his prayer life. And one of them was that he would not pray for anything until he had no will of his own in the matter. In other words, here is the need. Lord, here's the need of the, of the orphanage. Here's the need of the children. And I'm going to put that need in your hands. And from there, it's your problem, not mine. Can I tell you, that is the kind of spirit of thankfulness at whatever God chooses to do in the situation. To not have this, this tendency to be discontent just because we didn't get what we wish God would do for us. And discontentment can rob us of our thankfulness. So we uh, have an enemy of comparison. We have an enemy of expectation. We have an enemy of discontentment. And then probably one of the most prominent enemies is the last one that we're going to look at, in Psalm 103. Psalm 103. And this is probably the one that is the is the most common one and yet the most... The one that we are most unaware of sometimes in our lives. And that is the enemy of busyness. The enemy of busyness. Look with me in Psalm 103, verse number 1. The Bible says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Notice this. And forget not, what? All His benefits. A lot of things happen in life. Uh, We get... Uh, tied up. In fact, in uh, I believe in Second Timothy, Paul was instructing Timothy, and he said, "No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a good soldier." The idea being that you can become distracted, you can become encumbered. And Hebrews chapter twelve talks us about talks to us about laying aside every weight and the sin which does so easily beset us. And I believe the weights are things that would distract us and cause us not to uh, be as focused on the things of the Lord as we should. And the truth of the matter is life can become very hectic to us. Uh, Life can become very distracting to us. We can become so busy with life that we don't take time to stop and think about what has God done good for us. The psalmist said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Spending a few minutes to reflect on God's goodness in our lives, His His blessings in our lives, will strengthen a spirit of faithfulness and thankfulness. Excuse me, uh, in our lives, and will enrich our lives greatly. Um, if we if we tend to get to this place of becoming so wrapped up and enamored with the affairs of this life it then becomes an enemy of thankfulness. We're not as grateful as we should be. So four, four enemies that I believe the Bible speaks of here. One of them is comparison. Let's not compare ourselves with other people. Number two is expectation. Our expectation should be only what the Lord has for us. Number two, or Number three should be uh, the enemy of discontentment. Discontentment, Not focusing on what we wish God to do for us, but being thankful and appreciative of what he has given to us. And number four, busyness. Busyness. To make sure that our life does not become so enamored and so uh, wrapped up in the affairs of this life that we don't take time to see the good hand of our God upon us. One of the wonderful things I love about the book of Nehemiah is he was always quick to speak of the goodness of the hand of God upon him, how God had prospered the work, how God had prospered the journey. May we take the time out of our schedules to stop and to think. And maybe this week would be a good time to do that as we focus on Thanksgiving. We have time around family, and I think that's great. We have time around some wonderful food and fellowship, and I think that's great. But may we not get so wrapped up in the affairs of Thanksgiving Day that we don't stop for a few moments and ponder and meditate and think about God's goodness to us and have a heart of gratitude. Don't let these enemies of thankfulness uh, rob us of our joy and our gratitude. All right? Let's stand together. We'll be dismissed. Father, once again, we come to You. We're thankful for Your Word. It's instruction to us. May You use it in our lives to help us to not be...